Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Make pods great again. Before we uh, get started here, we're going to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, which uh, this week is actually a buddy of ours, EC from Optimize Me Nutrition. That's right. We've had her on the show before. John, I know that you took her 800 gram challenge originally to start learning how to track your macros and find out exactly what your body needs to you know, function well. And you ended up losing a whole bunch of weight, didn't you? She made me a skinny bitch. It's great. <laughs> Lots of greens, lots of greens. She has a ton of experience and now Optimize Me Nutrition has a brand new affiliate program. So basically if you're an affiliate owner, aren't you tired of having to run a nutrition program in addition to your core business, your programming, taking care of your members? I mean, nutrition is essential, but you could really outsource that to a trusted voice in the CrossFit community like Optimize Me Nutrition. So their new affiliate program basically eliminates your financial risk while simultaneously improving your member retention by allowing EC to be the one to make sure that your members have the nutrition that they need. So you can visit OptimizeMeNutrition.com to sign up and actually come and write up. There's a free webinar on Tuesday, May 19th, where you can learn all these details from her. She has all of the experience. She's a level four coach. She's the creator of the 800 gram challenge. And that webinar is free. So it's this Tuesday, May 19th coming up, visit optimizemenutrition.com slash webinar. Sign up. Yeah. Good stuff. And they'll make you a skinny bitch like me. So that's good. <laughs> all right. On to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, back for day 10,000 of the quarantine with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? <laughs> I am good. I had one to you and I've missed you so. I <laughs> know. Uh, we had a whole day apart. And mm, uh, and uh, tonight, our extra guest, uh, co-host, whatever the hell we're calling them these days, is uh, Patrick Vellner. Pat, how are you? I'm great, guys. How are you doing? Good. Welcome. Welcome Everybody to the Everybody staying show. safe, staying healthy. <laughs> Yeah, no complaints. Yeah, trying to. I mean, it, you know, I, I actually mowed the yard today to get some extra exercise, like just to get outside. I'm like, well, I can go mow the yard for 40 minutes, even though it doesn't really need it, but it's going to rain for a couple of days. And I want to actually get out of the house for like yeah. 30 minutes, you know? John is like the healthiest he's ever been. He's like following macros. He works out like seven to 12 hours a day. And then he sleeps. I mean, it's like, quarantine is he's gonna like emerge from quarantine like quarantine suits you well it's funny that's kind of what people say though is that you're either gonna come out a total slob or you're gonna come out like the best shape you've ever been because you've built really good habits so you've kind of like changed your lifestyle and taken the opportunity to to Mm -hmm. make some some changes that are necessary and i think it's funny because yeah i mean now's the time when you kind of need it because either way you know things like eating sleeping because you can't really hide it by, you know, exercising a little more or, you know, right. you're, you're stuck at home and everybody's opening the fridge every 20 minutes. Um, I think it definitely shows if you start Hashtag to lose triggered. that self-control. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know. Everybody's guilty of it though, right? I, oh, I just try God. to make the accessible things something that I'm like, I'm okay snacking on and being like, anyway, making it easier for myself. I hit the perfect window. Like I, I, I started using my fitness pal back in January before all this hit and I got like really addicted to it. And then I bought a C2 bike for the house to go with the rest of the home gym. And then all of a sudden I'm locked in the house with a C2 bike and an assault bike. And like, I got all this gear and nothing to do but time, you know? So it's like, well, I can sit on my ass and watch TV or I can sit on a C2 bike and watch TV. So it's, you know, you find it's loud though. You can't hear. Oh, I crank the TV up, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mine's got like, I think I top out, uh, 
too quiet. If I'm on the bike and I'm actually doing anything, then it, I can't really hear anything. I just didn't put like a cartoon on or something that's just bright colors. It's kind of distracting. <laughs> you can infer what's going on. And it's like, ah, this is nice and distracting and it's cool. Guys, I'm just trying to maintain over here. Like I do have extra time for the fitness, which is lovely, but I have baked so many loaves of bread. Like it's a, it's a balancing act. (laughs) When you say loaves of bread, is that like, like whole grain bread or is it like banana bread? Oh no, no. It's like bread, bread. Like I really, why everybody getting into bacon bread? I just like, I don't get it. Um, I mean, it's like a thing that I have wanted to do for a while. Cause like my husband grew up like basically on a farm in the middle of nowhere with like right. homemade bread every, you know, every other day or whatever. So it's like the kind of thing that I wanted to try to do. Right. And you have to sort of be around to babysit a, a sourdough starter. This right. Bread talk with Nikki. Get that yeast going. Yeah, exactly. You and grow I, your yeast. Dude, I fucking failed sourdough three times. <laughs> and then today was the first time y'all. I did it. It happened. Oh, congratulations. Got it right. I got it right. I got it right. It feels amazing. feels like a huge accomplishment. I feel like when I'm baking, like we made, we bought a bunch of fruit the a while back and it was like, you know, made the mistake of buying like pears that are, are like not good until they're good. Mm-hmm. And then they're good for like two days. Mm-hmm. And you're like, like how, how am I going to eat all these, these pears? <laughs> so we just, we like made a, they were starting to go bad. So we made a big, like, uh, like basically a pear cake like a mm. huge tray and it's just two of us that live here. So now we're just eating cake every day. <laughs> cake for breakfast is the quarantine <laughs> so, way. Oh yeah. I'll have a, like, <laughs> yeah, a coffee and a cake. And then, you know, I'll leave, do something, come back for the afternoon, have another coffee and a cake. Maybe have some cake after dinner. You're living your best life. Oh yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> no, no competitions on the horizon. So it's good. I'm, I've been a slob for a little, I'm like, I'll like, I'll yo-yo a little bit and then I'll give myself a serious talking to, and then I'll get back on track and then, we bake another cake. Right. And like, yep. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. <laughs> the faster I eat it, the faster it's gone. So then I'm eating it like every meal. Yep. And then yeah. You're gonna roll like... into a he's gonna roll into aromas looking like George Foreman. <laughs> oh yeah. You know? Great. What's funny is I feel like everyone listening can relate to that so hard. Yeah, I mean it's the same thing. And I mean I I'm not I don't have a sweet I think it sounds like John's got a better home gym setup than I do. But um, you know, we get by, do some exercise every day and walk run the dogs like run on yeah. the trails every now and then like we, we have lots of lots of mountain bike trails around they're usually empty now so um Dude, my home gym trails. so good i actually do guilt workouts i feel so guilty that other people are like doing nothing but burpees every day i'm like i gotta go down there and and hit the barbell because i've got one or yeah. the assault bike or whatever it is it's like i just feel guilty i feel bad for people like what do you have pat uh well like i have i can change things out we just don't have space because i live on a second floor apartment and so like i can't have any weight and i can't like drop things so i basically have like lightish kettlebells dumbbells i have like a loadable one i can put to whatever um and then i have some space i can put ergs in but i can't have everything here so i've had the biker at home for a while just because my partner wanted to have it here so she could bike um because she's kind of got a knee injury right now mm-hmm. and then you know, like I, I, on the weekend I, I went in and I grabbed, like I swapped out and I grabbed a rower and an assault bike for a little bit, just to like do something different for a couple of days. So just kind of swapping things in and out, but I have like dumbbells and bands and an erg, like that's pretty much it. I do a ton of unilateral, like Bulgarian, like stupid strike stuff. That sucks. <laughs> like tons of tempo, everything. And like, it's hard. Like you can make it hard on yourself yeah. um, and it's boring, but, um, you know, 
I think that it, to be really good at anything, you've kind of got to be okay doing boring stuff repetitively. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> it's kind of like, this is just paying up for all that other shit to do the, to do the fun stuff. You've got to do the boring stuff. So like today I did like a 40 minute EMOM of just rowing and assault biking, oh. like row 18 calories, bike, 16 calories, row 18 calories, bike, 16 calories. For just, 40 minutes? Yeah, for 40 minutes. Yeah. Oh my God. I would so that sucks. <laughs> and it was, uh, it was really boring. But it's fine. It was, it was I, it's fitness. Like it'll get you fit. Yeah. So, super fit. Anyway. That's probably exactly what I need after the brioche. Yeah. And then I came home and ate cake. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> I walked, walked in the door and ate some cake. <laughs> you deserve it. That's not how I bike. I just sit on it and just pedal like an old lady. I put bean on the front. We just sit there and watch TV together. <laughs> it's great. Bean in a basket on the front. Yep. Little basket. We got a little bell. Jing, 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 jing. It's great. So oh, much fun. We so have, it's fun. been nice. My, uh, like my coach, Michelle Latondre does, uh, like she'll just program all the stuff for me according to what we have and what we need. And I'll grab whatever I need for the week. But, um, so she'll, she's not making it easy on me for sure. It's not a holiday, but I, it's a chance to do other things like uh, doing a lot of stability work and like core work and things that and, like rehab stuff that I kind of yeah. need to do. That's easy to ignore when you're constantly looking down the barrel of another competition. So it's just been a good chance to kind of like regroup. Um, but it's starting to get old. I will say a month in, I'm starting to uh, resent it a little bit and run out of juice, but what else is going on? How's that quarantine life overall? I mean, it's not, it's here. So I'm on Vancouver Island, like on the West coast, like very coast. Um, and like, it's, it's summer here basically now. Um, so it's kind of, it's a tease, right? You're, you're kind of not supposed to be making, frivolous trips out into public but it's sort of like everybody really wants to find any excuse they can to get outside so you can see everybody kind of like trying to skirt the rules a little bit and get outside but stay far apart and you know a lot of the public spaces have been closed uh anywhere that can be is locked and they just kind of like are chasing people out but you know there's a lot of trails and you know there's tons of mountains and hikes around here so we're trying to get out and hike a little bit more and just do stuff like that. It's been, again, it's been kind of a nice change of pace for us because we like to do some of that stuff outside. But a lot of times I'm like, I try to be a good little athlete and like not conflict with my training too much. So sometimes, you know, I'll do a lot of whatever in the day and then you come home and it's like, Hey, do you want to go for a hike? It's like a four hour hike. And I'm like, nah, I'm Mm. I'm good. I don't really want to, but now I can just, that doesn't matter. I can add it in and it's fine. Um, and it's good. So it's been fun to do something a little different and have a little more freedom and just feel a little less stressed about training because there's again, like nothing that's, you know, really going to go on right away. Um, so it's been good, but it's, it's tough. Like it's so summery and we're in, we're in a small apartment, but we've been trying to, we've been house shopping right now, uh, trying to get into a place for like, either early June or at least is up here at the end of May. So if we can get into a place of June in June or July, we want to like have somewhere with some, some good outdoor space just so we can enjoy it. Cause here we have like one small deck and like no real yard. So it's just, you know, you look outside at the sunshine all day and you're like, God, so we want to have some room to exist outside and enjoy the summer. If we're going to have to stay home. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of the plan right now. It's been a lot of like all of our free time has been kind of, sopped into house shopping and like looking at real estate and you know trying to go see homes which is a bit weird everything's sort of operating a little differently than it normally would right now so it's it's, i don't know it's it's been interesting Mm -hmm. um 
and frustrating at times. But anyways, life experiences. We're growing up. We're trying to adult. Adulting is so hard. Sucks. Oh Starting to think it's not worth it. No. We'll just go back to like snack time and nap time and crayons. God, I do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, seriously. Well, that's basically what we're doing now, just no crayons. It's true. <laughs> we should they- definitely work crayons into quarantine. For yes. sure. Oh, Michelle paints now too. We're here. <gasps> my, uh, so yeah, Michelle, my fiance, Michelle, my coach and my fiance have the same name. So sometimes confusing. Right. But uh, fiance, Michelle, she does like watercolors now in her free time sometimes. So our office is all covered in paint and it's just, I got to get into it. I'm more of like a paint by numbers guy, I think though. Mm. But that's the thing. Any kind of project. It's amazing how many people, when you drive around, we're looking at uh, people doing their home renos or DIY yep. projects. Because it's just like, why not? You got all the time now and people just go to home hardware or like yep. Drona or something and pick up anything they need. And everybody's out on their lawn doing some sort of project, like building planters or building something. Dude, we built a trellis in the garden last weekend. I mean, it's basically winter here, which is fucking sucks. It's the worst. Yeah. We've had like, and I know like spring showers, blah, blah, blah. But like, we've had one sunny day in the last two weeks and every day it's like 40 and raining. Yeah. Pain in my ass. Yeah. So that's the thing. I hear we're, we're lucky. Like we, at least if you want to get out and, you know, go somewhere and still stay away from people and be responsible, like you can be outside or if you have a yard with a deck or anything like that, like you can just go sit outside and it's actually nice. So that's been, it's been a huge lifesaver that we're not like, you're not still dealing with the seasonal depression as well as being stuck inside. Yeah. You're really helping me out here, man. You're not getting that one, two punch over here. So we're we're, working on the outside of it. Appreciate you're, that. Hey, you're making bread. You're doing fine. It's true. That's why. I'm stuck you're making inside. bread. You're building trellises. Yeah. Yeah. You're killing New it. England. But you do in New England. That's what you I do. Built a guitar. That, was, that was my project. I built a guitar a week ago. No way. Fun. I did. From scratch? Uh, no, I ripped out all the electronics and redid the electronics. Oh, okay. oh cool. Oh, okay. Like, I thought you meant like you did the wood. Like, you like. No, no, no. I don't built the wood. framing and stuff like that. I was like, no. damn, that's a. Oh, I thought you meant that you had like an empty tissue box and then like some paper towel rolls. And <laughs> well, like... I, I started growing a tree 25 years ago and I just <laughs> cut it down. Yeah. No, I've always wanted to, uh, you know, rebuild guitar. I mean, I, I play guitar, obviously, and so I've wanted to rebuild one. And so I just bought an old guitar and ripped out the electronics and rewired it. It sounds great. Very excited cool. about it. That's sweet. Got nothing but time, man. Like nothing but time. Hmm. So that's what you do. So Pat, I got like a ton of questions here for you. I just like for shits and giggles this morning, I put in my story like questions from uh, fans and I, your fans fine <laughs> because if they were my fans, it would just be my mom wanting to know why I don't come home enough. Um, <laughs> hey, mine too. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and, uh, my, it might be Nikki's mom too. We have two fans, but um, no, it's, it's my brother because he's the only one that replies to my Instagram stories yeah. when I post questions. <laughs> So the questions were interesting. It's funny. They, they, I'm, they're like all lumped into kind of three segments. So there are apparently two things you can still make fun of people for. Whenever I do my own Q&A, I get 100 questions about being bald. Hmm. For, right. for, for you, it was all about uh, what sunblock do you use? So there are probably hmm. like 30 sunblocks. Classic. I know, right? Classic. Like, know. like making fun of them questions, or like people legitimately they want to know for for themselves. Like, how skin is how so porcelain and beautiful. Yeah, how I need to know what he uses. So porcelain. Here's, yeah. yeah, here's the one I liked though that there were probably ten of this. Everyone wants to know about this twitching bicep. Oh yeah, oh. it's still going. 
No I way. I bet you you can see it if, if I, I don't know if I can get it in the light. It's still going? Still twitching? Oh, yeah. How long has it's it still been? going today. This is the eighth day. Whoa. Oh, can you see it? Oh, wait, it stopped. We'll see if it goes on. Sometimes it goes on a real rampage. If it starts at some point, I'll, I'll try to turn the camera onto it. Um, now, your your fiance is a is she ner- a doctor? <coughs> yeah, she's a doctor. Does she has she given you any medical advice about this twitching bicep? I mean, the reality of it is there's there's so many different things that it could be. It's and it's not it's not really a problem. Um, like I like I could try to figure it out probably, but I'm just like I I, I can't be bothered. Okay. So it's kind of funny because right now, same thing. I'm just like posting this saga on my Instagram story because I think it's funny and everybody's got a remedy, right? So I'm getting like every single remedy you could possibly imagine. Some of which they make varying degrees of sense. Hmm. Um, <laughs> so it's really entertaining to see what some people think will work. Uh, like what so, are some know, of the crazy ones? <clears throat> well, it's kind of funny. Like part of it, some of them are like very uh, just like, I don't even know these remedies of like whatever wives tale remedies, but um, some of them are kind of like, they, they make sense. Uh, Like physiologically, it's like things that you have to do with muscle tissue, but it sort of makes me sad because it makes me feel like people think I'm really stupid. Oh, (laughs) like he really needs help, but it's like, it's not that simple. So it's kind of funny. We ended up with like, you know, uh, everything from like, Make, you're just low on magnesium like eat a banana like eat a eat sunflower seeds have a cold shower have a hot shower use a hot compress have you tried slapping it really hard uh, like <laughs> like it's just like everything you can imagine right like oh it's you're low on calcium you're low on magnesium you're low on sodium you're dehydrated i'm like okay all right sure all of these um, things so anyway it's just like a million things like, right now frankly my nutrition is really good i'm eating very well and except like, all that breakfast cake eh, yeah yeah <laughs> But yeah, and I take a lot of like vitamin supplements and things. I'm pretty sure my levels are pretty fine. I'm certainly not dehydrated. Um, like I eat like probably a banana every day. Like it's just like, it's funny. It's like as if I haven't tried a lot of these things. Right. It's just, and I mean, like I think I just did like a really pulling intensive workout like last Saturday and then it started the following Sunday. And then I've just like not really given it a break. And I think it probably is just sort of like, like injured tissue. Yeah. And it's just causing this little fasciculation and it's not, it's not painful and it doesn't keep me up at night. So frankly, I could care less every morning when it comes, when it happens again, I'm just like, Oh, cool. And you just like, it doesn't, I don't even notice it until at some point it starts really going fast and hard. And you're like, Oh, okay. It's still there. How long has that been happening? (laughs) And then it's like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bother me when I do things. It doesn't stop me from doing anything. So I just like, I'm not that worried about it. Mm. But a lot of people uh, today and yesterday were like, it's been a week. You're, you can be worried now. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so, so. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I got to give it a name here soon. I think though, it's been that long that you know this is a real thing. A lot of people saying I should start a an Instagram page for it. Oh <laughs> Pat's twitchy bicep. That's what we'll call it. Make make twitchy biceps great again. I, like draw a face on it and see if like it'll like make faces when it twitches or something. Oh my I don't God. Know. People have put a lot of time into thinking about this. Oh, yeah. Anyway, well, they got nothing else to do. Well, so, that's true. I can appreciate I that. Recommend baking bread. <laughs> yeah, I need a hobby. That's for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of hobbies, there are a lot of questions about puzzles too. Apparently, you've got a. Big... I was about to say that people are all over your puzzles. What's the latest one? Uh, I've been taking a break. I got a little bit. I I I got a little down the rabbit hole on that one for a little while. We started. It was like 
it was like this nice idea, you know, my partner and I like, yeah, we're going to, we'll just make some puzzles when we're home. Like we don't really have a lot of table space in our apartment, like extra table space. It's like, you know, dining room table. We have like one big coffee table where we'd sit by the couches, but usually it's occupied with stuff. So once we'd start a puzzle, it was like, it kind of needed to be finished and get put out of the way. So we would like, we'd kind of like, you'd start and it wasn't like this puzzle. You'd, you'd put a couple pieces in, you come back to it tomorrow, you do whatever, like, and it takes you a couple weeks. Um, so we bought like four, we bought four different puzzles that were all a thousand pieces. And then, you know, we did a couple of them together and they would take us like a couple days through two, three days. And then, uh, yeah. And then Michelle ended up, she moved to a rotation in obstetrics where she was on 24 hour shifts. Mm-hmm. So one of the days when she was gone all day, I was just like, ah, I'll just pull out a puzzle and put it on the dining room table, which it takes up most of the space. So I, once I started it, I was like, well, you kind of got to like do some damage on this and like make, make some space. Uh, and then I got like most of it done <clears throat> like earlier in the day. And I had a friend of mine who's living in Saskatchewan, like a province over who was talking to me about puzzles. And he's like, oh yeah, like he was showing me his progress for like three days. And I was like, buddy, you're a joke. Like I've, I did that much in like one morning. Oh my God. He's like, what? No way. So then I went back and I finished it in the evening. <laughs> I did it in like two sittings, did it in one day, a thousand pieces. And then the next puzzle, I just like started another puzzle like two days later, a thousand pieces and did it in like seven hours. And just like, <laughs> and then I was like, you need to walk away <laughs> from I the puzzles for a little bit. questions right now. Yeah. I was like, like you got a problem and you need to just like go somewhere else and do something else for a bit. So put them in the box and I haven't, I haven't done any of them since I did like, <laughs> I did like 2000 piece puzzles in three days. And I just like, and that was it. I was like, nah, you're, you're cut off for a little bit. You need a new hobby. That's maybe slightly more productive and a little bit less crazy where you're like staring at one thing and hurting your eyes for. Yeah. I mean, I say this with love, but what the fuck? <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Is the side of you, do you think that you're just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do this and do the best puzzle I've ever done. Gonna- I don't know. I think that the one, when my buddy was like showing me his, progress i was like i think that kind of was it i was like oh dude i could finish this in one day if i wanted to and he's like all right and i was like yeah so i'll do it <laughs> and i did it and then the next one i was like well you finished the last one in one day so like how fast can you do this one and then i just did it like faster <laughs> so i don't know i i think Camera it was kind of puzzles and that's like why i had to be like just get away because it yep. was getting a little too and there was only two ways to go. It was like, I either need to get another thousand piece puzzle and try to do it faster, or you got to jump up to like 3000 pieces, which I don't know oh. if we had space for. And no, I was, there were so like, many other ways to go. There were not only those two ways to go. <laughs> anyway, it started being like a job and not really like this fun hobby. <laughs> right. I right. was like punching in. I'd sit down for like three hours and just stare at this thing. And then, um, yeah. So anyway, I got pretty I got pretty into the puzzles for a bit. My other question is, is there, um, since you guys don't have a ton of table space, like, are you a really anal, like clean freak where you're like, that puzzle is still out on that table. I can't. Uh, it's kind of funny. We, we are like, we go in waves where, you know, right now we're kind of not great. And it's funny because we're spending more time at home. Things just get messier faster. Yeah. Just a lot in. of times we're just things are, we don't touch a lot of the places or things. So they just stay there and things stay clean for longer. But now we're kind of, we're living in the space more. So things are messier. Um, but we at least, you know, once a week do a pretty deep clean and tidy everything up. Um, but the, the puzzles, like, because it commands the table space, um, I don't know. I would just like those puzzles, I would do them 
And then like the last one I did, I just like did it. And then I kind of used it as a placemat for the next like week. And I just like, I would just like put <laughs> shit on top of it. <laughs> it was like, oh my oh, God. Like, this is like, yeah, I did this puzzle. <laughs> and then you know, it was just like, it sat there and it we just, just sat there until it was finished. You couldn't do that either. Cause there's like pieces around, but once it was done, it was a placemat. And I just like did that for a while until I was sick of looking at it. And then I just put it back in the box. See, puzzles wouldn't fly in my house because my husband would like out of the corner, like it would keep him up at night that there were like, there was like stuff out oh, like, yeah? on the table. Like that puzzle's still there. Like those yeah. pieces are still out. Like we need to finish it. We need to put that shit away. Like you can't See, do like, that. I don't even put it away, but it, it's definitely, I don't know. It's a little OCD. Like, but like when you're looking at all the pieces scattered around, it doesn't look nice, but when it's cl- done, it's clean and nice. Like it, you are it, one be, of those people. It's clean when it's done. Right. <laughs> you guys are the same. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, that's exactly like, I would just look at it and be like, yeah, you know, I could go, I can put a few more pieces in. And then I like, you know, you look up and it's like 11 at night and I'm like, holy shit, how long have I been doing this puzzle? Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. You should get one of those like really intricate adult coloring books. That should yeah, be your maybe. next one. I got a lot of recommendations on that. Some people saying my coach was like, you should get a 3d puzzle. Uh, they come with like instructions and they, they build up. And I was like, Michelle, that's Lego oh well yeah like, that's what like she's like it's like blocks and you build up and I'm, i don't know if she was the language thing but i, and no, I know no, there no. Are 3D, i know there are 3d puzzles but the yeah. way she described it with instructions <laughs> and building up i was like yeah that's that's lego <laughs> you can get a badass lego kid that's also I, would, a thing. I actually love that too mm-hmm. I, I think i should do that i would do anyway, that too those are like it's kind of funny because they're just i don't know you pass the time and it's not super productive i would rather have a a hobby like John saying like he plays guitar like you can play guitar learn a new song learn something like play piano like learn a you know my older brothers does a bunch of language stuff and he's oh, like cool. learning more languages and like teaching his daughter Spanish and it's just like I don't know you can do stuff like that that has a, a net product like something you kind of finish with rather than just like I finish with this puzzle and then I destroy it and then I put it back in the box and you've you've netted zero but uh I don't know I gotta find another another something to fill my days so you say that now until you get to Aromas and Dave just pulls out puzzles for everyone. And I'd, I'd fuck people up. It wouldn't would, be fair. It'd would, be amazing. It would be so awesome. I trained for this. <laughs> it would be like laughable. God, that would be it would amazing. be great. That would be amazing. All right. Next. Let's see. Next question. Oh, here's a good one. Cause we had, uh, we had Travis Williams on a while back and he was talking oh, about the I punishment. Yeah. He was talking about the punishments you guys did there during the opens. If somebody wants to know, uh, what was your favorite punishment? either one that you had to do or somebody else had to do. Hey, we thought we'd take a quick break and uh, circle back and talk about Optimize Me Nutrition again. This has been a big deal for me, Nikki. Like uh, the the program's been good. Like you have abs now. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do have abs, but more importantly, uh, I mean, abs are nice. I mean, I'm rubbing them right now, but um, <laughs> more important. I know, right? More importantly, I you know, I don't really think about what I'm eating because of this, like it's super, super easy to figure out how to eat healthy. Lots of greens, lots of fruits, lots of veggies. It's great. Well, so EC Sinkowski for people who don't know, uh, is a level four CrossFit coach. She actually did my L one like a bazillion years ago. Um, and she runs optimize me nutrition. She's the creator of the 800 gram challenge. Maybe you've heard of that before, but, um, the cool thing is if you've, if you've done any of her nutrition courses, if you're like John and seen success, she's now offering that program basically to entire affiliates. So if you're an affiliate owner and you want to get her expertise so that you don't have to run your own nutrition 
nutrition program in your gym while you're also trying to do your programming and work on member retention and do all these things, you can now um, start up with the Optimize Me Nutrition Affiliate Program, which is pretty cool. And actually this Tuesday, May 19th, she's having a free webinar when you can learn all about the system. So all you have to do is visit OptimizeMeNutrition.com slash webinar to sign up. You'll learn all about you know the, the entire program and how you don't have to necessarily be a nutrition expert. You just need to send your members straight to EC. And this is a really easy way to implement that program at your affiliate. Yes. And it will make you look great like me. No. <laughs> it's, it's as if you didn't need any more motivation. <laughs> but exactly. yeah, one more time. Just everyone seems to forget the me. So it's optimizemenutrition.com slash webinar Tuesday, May 19th. You can learn all about the program. All right. Well, let's get back to uh, talking to that redheaded Canadian. So back <laughs> to the show. Uh, I haven't had to do very many. Oh, casual the, burn. Yes. <laughs> I had to do one. I had to do one in like the three years that I've done it. Uh, it was, and it was the first workout from 2019 um, for rowing and wall balls. Uh did you have to like put signs up or something? Was that no, even- that one was a, uh, no, that Travis did that one in the mall. I think that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That was a great one. The Sweeney. Uh, classic. Oh, amazing. Uh, had outside photos of himself in a mall. Genius. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's always, it's kind of funny because there are some that are great concepts, but they don't, it, it, you need somebody to execute it really well. So you need somebody to like buy in and be like, yeah, like I'm going to do it and do it and own it. Um, so it, the group that we have, we've had the last few times is great. And, uh, like everybody's, you know, they, they win and lose like champions and people will put an honest effort into whatever happens. So, um, I think Lucas, the a couple of years ago when he had to read the poem, the poem, I was just going to say the Lucas poem was by far the best execution. So we, I, I had one that week and he lost. So I got to write the poem and then he had to read it. And we were, I, I got talking to him like in a separate outside of the group being like, Hey, like I, I like have this idea of how this could go with like a voiceover of you, like, like lovingly reading it and writing it, whatever. Um, and he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Like, I got this, like my brother's going to help me out. We'll do it tonight. And then like, he sent us the video like later and it was just so good. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> we wrote this whole poem out and you know, it has to be a minute long for it to fit in his Instagram post or it did then before like Instagram live uh, or Instagram TV. And uh, yeah, he like snuck it in and it was just, it was his, with his Swiss accent. Fuck. It was just so, so good. Oh, I couldn't believe it. So that was, I think my favorite executed punishment of all time. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any that conceptually were really, really good. Um, the one that's actually pretty funny was the first one that Brent did this year which was the dirty sandwich one where it yeah, was like, I was going to say that too. All of the winners, or it was just the, the loser had to eat a sandwich and that each person, each other person had to pick one ingredient to put in it. And so Claire, Brent's wife, like made it all and like, didn't tell Brent what was in it. And he was blindfolded. And uh, so like, we got in a message with Claire to tell her what to get and how to make it, whatever. Um, but that's a pretty fun conceptual one. So it's a pretty fun thing. Cause it, some of the weeks it's basically like, like there's one loser and everybody else is safe. And then some weeks it's like the winner does something and the loser does something. 
so you kind of gain by being the winner, like you get to write the poem or whatever it is. And uh, some of them like, yeah, like that one, there was one loser and then there was basically four winners. Uh, so it's, it's pretty fun. And it gives just like it, the opens hard and it's close. Like, I think that this last year, Lucas didn't lose any weeks, but he was second last every week, I think. Hmm. So, and, and by like one rep, like one of the workouts, two of the workouts, actually, I think by one second. And it was like, unbelievable. We were like, dude, how are you doing this? And just like every week it was like, who's going to lose? It has to be Lucas. Like his, his time has run out and it just like, it didn't happen. So it's, it's super fun. And it just kind of is a fun way to just make the open. I don't know. It doesn't make it less stressful. It like almost makes it more stressful, but it makes it more fun. It kind of makes it a little lighter. And I think it, we think it gives other people kind of um, something else to look at in the open. Cause I think even people who aren't, really competitive uh in the competition circuit get stressed about the open oh my Uh, god totally yeah absolutely yeah and like it doesn't need to be that way really and it probably shouldn't be um but everybody just i don't know whenever you're trying to test yourself i think that there is some weight behind that and there should be yeah Uh, but i think that it's 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 nice to take a step back and be like this is kind of like it's all gravy like we're not uh you know, you don't lose anything by being, especially for things like repeats, like uh, whatever, if you didn't beat your score from the last time, like something out of the world. Totally. Yeah. But, and I think um, it's nice. It's nice for us to see like you guys, elite athletes also having a good time with it because it is so easy to take yourself too seriously in that respect. And like, this is, I mean, you should for all intents and purposes, it's your job, but like at the same time, you're right. Like it just, it is going to be stressful and you are going to do your best no matter what. So why not have a good time with it? Yeah. You don't need to make it worse on yourself. Right. But uh, that that group is great. Like we, that group chat kind of goes on all year round and we, (laughs) you know, we're in touch with everything going on in the CrossFit world. And so we kind of chirp at everything and it's a pretty great trash talk group. Amazing, Uh, And it's fun. Like everybody helps each other out. Like if the other guys are competing at events, we'll talk about the stuff going on and we kind of like, we're all friends. We try to help each other out and be successful uh, wherever we can. Like uh, Travis and I were competing against each other at Wadapalooza but leading into that, we talked about all the workouts that we got announced and like how we were doing them and whatever. And it's great. Travis is the man. Like he, he just like, just like a wear his heart on his sleeve kind of guy. Right. Yeah. And totally. I think he's, he's so what you see is what you get. Like, he's just, I, I love him for that. And he's, he's just like, he goes out there and he does his thing and it's always going to be the same. And he's just going to like go nuts and send it. And it's so, it's so fun. Like I remember the first event of Waterpalooza this year was that rucksack one, uh, loose. <laughs> it was like running my muscle ups with the ruck bag and, yeah. and air squats. It was a lot of running three K of running 150 air squats, 30 muscle ups total. Um, so three kilometers is a lot of running. I think yeah. given <laughs> all the other movements, you would spend more time running than you would on any other single movement by far. Totally. Uh, so I had an argument with Travis before that competition that it was a running workout <clears throat> and he's as like, as long as you can do the muscle ups with the bag and not like, that's not going to stop you dead. It's a, it's a muscle up workout. And Travis said it was an air squat workout. And I said, okay, like, how do you figure? And he's like, well, you know, like, I think that you can make up a lot of ground on the air squats. People are going to squat slow. Like if you squat, if you cycle your squats fast, you'll catch people. And he was right to a certain degree. Like you, a lot of people did make up a lot of ground in squats on others, but like I won the workout by running faster than everybody else. Like I, 
you know, I had Adrian Mundweiler like and Cole pushing me pretty much at the end, and they were squatting faster than I was, but I had a huge buffer. Um, and it was like at the end of it, I was like, "Chad, like it was clearly a running workout." And he at the start when we were on the on the start mat, we're on the season the lane right next to me, and he's like, "It's like it's like the standby call. We have like ten seconds." And he looks over me, he's like, "Man, I'm about to run the fastest two hundred you've ever seen," and because <laughs> he was in the closest lane to the exit, so he's basically <laughs> the leader like in the pole position and uh he absolutely flew out of the gate like he does like yeah for a guy who was like this isn't a this isn't a running workout like ran so fast and i'm a better runner than travis and i can like (laughs) barely keep up with him and i ended up like by the time we got back into the stadium i had just passed him and i run in and like throw a little chalk on and he just jumps right up on the rings does his 10 starts ripping squats out like i think he finished the first round in first like by a little ways i was a little bit behind him and then like i i very swiftly passed him in the run in the second round (laughs) and it was like he just absolutely mangled himself in round one but by the end of it he actually caught a bunch of guys in the last round on the squats so you know it was a good it was a a good strategy for him i think as a guy who's not a runner to rely on his squat speed but it's just funny right like and he totally like that he just told me that's what he was gonna do and it's like, ah, this is, I'm just going to try to squat really fast. Oh yeah, by the way. And I'm also going to run super fast for 200 meters. And you're like, uh, okay, I don't think that's going to work, Travis. <laughs> and he's like, it's too late. He's already gone and he's on his way. And he's not so, listening anyway. I love it. Yeah. And he'll never, it's, it's so great. The trash talk group actually is amazing because we, every year we talk about it. And I think <clears throat> every time a workout comes out, we'll kind of discuss it because in the open, it doesn't really matter anymore. Like I would love if everybody in that group was in the top 10 um, and got to qualify that way. But when we, so we try to help each other out and you know, the the bet we have is only for the first attempt. Uh, It's like a gentleman's bet that like your first crack at it is the only one that counts. And then after that, if you have to redo it for your placing in the leaderboard, like, fuck yeah, I do it and I'll help you. I'll do whatever I can. But for the bet, it's only your first try. So we always try to help each other out. And Travis is very unhelpful in his approach most of the time. Because <laughs> <clears throat> he's just like, he's like, oh, well, you just have to go as fast as you can right from the start. He's like, oh, you do this whole thing unbroken for sure. Like you do this and that. And it's just, he always, it's like a broken record. It's the same strategy for every single workout, regardless of time domain, regardless of movements. It's just like fast and unbroken, hard in the middle, hard at the beginning, hard at the end. Like it doesn't matter. And it's so awesome. And we always like Brent and I are like, every time we're kind of like, Hey, you know, I just, I really don't think that's it. And, uh, and he's like, no, no, for sure. It always works. It always works. I would say to his credit, there's probably one workout every year in the open that he just, he just pulls it off. Oh, totally. Yeah. he he, He goes like so hard that if you watch the video, He'll like share his video with us and we're like, you are going to die. And he somehow hangs on like barely clawing for the last bit and then makes it out and has a great, like a top 20 score. And we're like, okay, wow. Like how did she do that? Yeah. <laughs> and then, all of Wadapalooza, he, he was in the top spots. Oh, throughout the, the, the guy is super great. fit. The yeah. guy is super fit. And so he just like, sometimes like the, when the workouts are a certain way, like that is a real thing that like you can come out really hot and then just hang on. And that's how he approaches everything. And like, Mm -hmm. I would rather, you know, save the hurt for the last 30 seconds when I really have to push and be at more of a controlled slow burn for the rest of it. Whereas Travis will like in a 10 minute workout, he will be so deep in the pain cave at like five minutes 
and then just exist like that for five more minutes. And he just is like, okay with that and knows how to do it. And I like, I don't want that. I think that's, it's a skill that like not a lot of people have. For sure. So it's like, I don't so want funny. it, but I, don't, I couldn't do it either. Oh, he can just hit the switch. And so it happens all the time where, or like once in open probably where, you know, it's usually Brent and I being like, Travis, you're an idiot. Don't do that. <laughs> but like, don't, nobody listen to Travis. He's being stupid. And then he'll like come back, you know, an hour later with his score. And we're like, whoa, that's a really good score. What did you do? And he's like, I freaking did exactly what I said. <laughs> we're like, how did that work? Like, no way. How did that work? And he'll send the video and we're like, what the hell? Like a great, a great example was the first workout this year, the ground to overhead and the burpees over bar. Oh my God. Ten, ten rounds. Mm-hmm. So Travis was just like his whole approach. This was amazing. I hope he doesn't mind me telling the story, but he's like, <clears throat> we, we were talking about it. I think nobody had really done it yet. Uh, but you know, we watched the announcement when Scott and Rich did it and we were like, okay, you know, um, if you're like, how you got to do your burpees in a way that you're like f- efficient, but you can still move pretty fast. And, you know, I think a lot of people will muscle snatch to save their lungs and, you know, Travis is like, ah, he's like, I think that you just go as fast as you can for five rounds. Uh, and then your last five, I think no matter how tired you are, you can have a foot in the grave and you're not going to go slower than around a minute. And we're like, uh, I don't, I don't think that's right. Where it's like, I don't, that doesn't sound right to me. I, I, I like, I like paced out some rounds and I'm like, I think if you can do like a 45 second round all the way through. Um, you know, you get a really good score and that's how I would look at it is consistency over, over those rounds. And then maybe in your ninth and 10th round, you can like push the pace and make up a little time if you decayed. Whereas Travis is like, no, forget that. I'm going to go 40 second rounds or sub 40 rounds and do that for five rounds. And then I'm going to do one minute rounds and do that for, for five rounds. And he did that. And we were like, he can't eat. We were like, that's never going to work. Like you, you think that you're going to do that, but you're going to start standing around in your burpees. Uh, and he like he comes back and he has like a nine minute even time or something like that and we're like wow that's like legit um what did you do he's like dude i I did five rounds as fast as i possibly could (laughs) and then i did five rounds at like a one minute pace and i just kept my on the clock and i did one minute rounds and so he basically bought himself a full minute in those in those first five and was like messed up but just like he was right even as messed up as he was he could hold on to a minute pace and just did it till the end and it was like so shocked and appalled we're like how did that work like what and so and i think that workout in our group he finished i I was first in that workout of of the five of us and he was second he just like smashed everybody else with his like completely irresponsible reckless approach (laughs) (laughs) which is like we were like oh it was like it was so awesome so he regularly does that and it's pretty awesome and i would say yeah, at least once in open we all tell him he's an idiot and that will never work and then we eat our words because he comes back and he's like no it worked fine the wall ball rowing one like a couple years ago oh, he's like God. oh I'm, I'm in a row like 1600 and we're like all right okay <laughs> die and then he's like he's like die. yeah he's like well, i'm gonna do that for like this many rounds and then i'm gonna come back to this pace and we're like all right that's weird like why would you do that <laughs> And then he did it and he like, I think the same thing. He beat like, I think Brent beat him and then he was second. And I was just like, how did you do that? It's like his, like, it's like his shitty approach works just enough for him to be like, no, work that time. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets that taste <laughs> of success. So he keeps going. I love yeah, Travis. Totally. Yeah. And that's the thing. He'll always tell you exactly what he's going to do. And he's yeah. never lying. It will, he will it. always do it. Whereas, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll mess with people and play a little psychological warfare out there, but. Travis is so genuine. It will never happen. He will fully tell you. It's like, 
we did that rowing workout at Wadapalooza and everyone's trying to figure out how fast you should row. He's like, well, I, I figure you just start at like 135 and then when you slow down, you just slow down. We're like, what? No. And then he came like second. <laughs> I was like, He's what? like the hero we didn't know he needed. I know. Like that awesome. average I... crossfitter who just got really, really good. And was like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go ham. Yeah. Yeah, he totally Sounds is. And, and actually on that note, like his story is awesome, right? Like yes. he was a guy who just walked into a CrossFit gym and, you know, needed to make a lifestyle change. Yeah. And then now then became like one of the best in the world. Right. It's just like, if that's not a success story, like CrossFit should be pushing that. <laughs> like really? that, That's it's sweet. He's got quite a success story. And I think I love him. He's awesome. I appreciate awesome. people who are like unabashedly themselves. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. He's so genuine. It like, it hurts sometimes. Yeah. All right. But, so all right, change of questions. So you knew you'd get this one. So it's about a dozen questions on here about Castro. So before we get into that, though, you know that Castro is a, a licensed minister, right? He could marry you. <gasps> yeah, but I mean, on Zoom or something like that. I yeah. That. yeah. Talk, talk to the missus. Tell her Dave Castro could officiate the wedding. Yeah, I'm sure she wouldn't be interested in that. No, they're going to plan a beautiful <laughs> post-quarantine wedding. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be better than I wonder ever. What Dave, I wonder be. what Dave would say if I asked. If he yeah, would do, consider it. do it in Aromas. Get married on the ranch. Oh God, no! See, Michelle would murder me if I tried to pull some shit like that. It would be like it would be immediately no. <laughs> she I don't recommend. That, she told me that years ago, like about proposing or anything. Is like if we ever do anything like that, even near a CrossFit event, oh. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> and I was like, all right, no, just say no. And fair enough. Like I don't, you know, we have our we have the kind of two different lives, right? So I, we don't need to mix mix that stuff together. But. Were you guys at the wedding? Because there was a wedding at Games uh, 2016, I think. Yeah. I mean, we were, I was, we, we were there. Yeah. Uh, I think that when that happened, we were taking the floor next, I think. So we I were probably were in the warm up area. Yeah. Um, I remember like hearing about it and seeing pictures of it and stuff, but uh, it was very it was, strange. like an intermission kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we weren't out there. My family might have been in the stands, but I, I have no idea. I remember seeing it though, and that was a great year for that to happen because Dave had his cornrows. Yes, exactly. Oh, oh I yes, mean, so sweet. Magic year. How do you beat that? That was a great year. We had uh, it was like this Friday morning, Saturday morning. I forget when he got his cornrows, but like the day before, he had just had the long hair, right? Mm-hmm. And then it was the morning we did Murph. Everybody showed up, and we did Murph early so we wouldn't have heat problems. And everybody kind of showed up and we hadn't seen Dave yet that day. And we're all like ready to go out on the, on the soccer field. We're like underneath the tunnel in the tunnel. And Dave comes to give like this final brief and just like walks up and starts talking, does his thing and then like leaves. And we're all kind of looking at each other like, uh... <laughs> Dave have cornrows? Like, are we going to talk about this? <laughs> no one say anything. And I saw awesome. him from the opposite side of the soccer stadium that morning. Like hadn't seen him yet that day. And I, I had no idea what was going on and everyone was setting up for later. So like the DJ was setting up and the equipment was being rolled out and he was like, kind of like down near where I all the music equipment was being loaded in and he just had big, big sunglasses on and yeah. his cornrows. And I was like, it, it, is Sean Paul here? Oh, so Did CrossFit awesome. get Sean Paul to do like the music today? Like, I don't understand what's happening. It's so good. I just, yeah, I, I I was, it. It, was, it was such a great way to like, Things are tense down in the tunnel sometimes, right? And we're about to take the floor and, and Dave comes in and it was just comedic relief. Like it was like the timing was just excellent. He walks in and gives this super serious talk and we're all kind of like, 
no one's even listening to him. We're just staring at his head and we're like, what the hell is this? I actually thought so, they looked really good. But yeah, like they didn't, I think I he like could kind of pull it off, but yeah, it was just totally. such a, it was such an aggressive hair, hairdo. <laughs> and the shift, because the day before he didn't have it. And then all of a sudden it was like, he just showed up the next morning with the cornrows. We're like, what have you been up to? Like, what did you do last night? What was your evening like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just awesome. So everybody, you know, it, it uh, dissolved some tensions down in the tunnel <laughs> right before nice. we did Murph, which was, which was nice. We had, uh, um, we had the, the Buttery Bros on, I don't know, a couple episodes ago. We haven't released it yet, but we had them on. And so we spent some time talking about, obviously, uh, their documentary. And then Dave's kind of thin-skinned approach to your comments on it. Did it, did it catch you by surprise? Like, uh, I didn't think your comments were out of line by any stretch of the imagination, at least from what I heard. I thought they were, you know, an athlete talking about the workouts. Did it, did it shock you? Uh, I would say so. <clears throat> I, I, when I watched, I watched a documentary right before Wadapalooza, the night before we were at the premiere. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I would say when I left, I thought I could have certainly made myself look better in that film. But I think that understanding kind of what's going on, um, you know, the way that he and Mars made that film, that was obviously a big storyline. Um, and, you know, the changes and the consequences of the changes was a, was a big topic of conversation. You know, a lot of fans had things to say about it, a lot of athletes had things to say about it. So it needed to be addressed. And I think that being one of the athletes that they followed very closely and being a guy who got cut, um, I had a lot of interview time with them. And so I was kind of selected as the personification of this, you know, uh, disapproval of, of the changes say. Um, so, you know, all of my interview coverage was sort of cut into a way that made it look like amplified basically the points that I was making, um, which I get. And I, and I think that I've actually had a lot of athletes and, and, you know, spectators, people message me and say that they're happy. I did that because they agree and whatever. And it was nice to have that voice in the film. Um, on a personal note, I mean, nobody wants to be a complainer and you'd like, you'd rather show yourself a certain way. Um, it doesn't look super professional, but I kind of agree. I think that it's, it is important. And I think that for a, a sport that's trying to constantly improve and for a competition that's trying to, especially in the middle of a big sort of rebuild that what they want to improve and build on that and, you know, put on a good competition every year, like an objectively good competition um, I think that, you know, you need to be able to take criticism and do something with it. Uh, and I, and I understand there's a difference between just like bitching about stuff and being actually const- having constructive criticism, uh, which I think that a lot of the comments that I have were constructive in certain ways. And I actually spoke with Dave at the after party of the games in 2019 and talked about a bunch of the stuff. And, you know, like I understand the pressures that they were under from HQ and, and under some of the changes that were fairly forced. So like, I get it. I fully get it. And I know we had a conversation and I understand his, what he was dealing with. And, you know, it it was funny to me that obviously now with the film being made privately, not with, you know, cross it, controlling it at all. I think that they maybe would have omitted some of that stuff. Uh, But now it's just, it's there. So Dave, when he saw it is sort of like, well, um, can I, can I get this clip and this clip and this clip and like anything that kind of rubbed him the wrong way he wanted to go. And, and in fairness to him, he wanted to explain his feelings on it, which like, I mean, I got to say what I said. So like, meh, why not? But I do think that the way he does those things is very Dave Castro. And it sometimes comes off in my opinion as a little bit petty, but um, just given his position, uh, like it's not, 
you know, he's like the commissioner of a sport. So like when, you know, if, if athletes are like complaining about things or games or whatever in another sport, the commissioner doesn't come down and like shit on the athletes and then like pump it up on his Instagram. So it seems like a strange approach in my opinion, from his position. Um, but you know, I, I get it. And I think that also to his credit, I think that what he was really trying to do is, is just like in a time where there wasn't any competitions that were coming up, he was trying to generate buzz around this film and generate buzz around the sport. Um, and do something productive. And the, and the way that he does it is through his kind of character of the Dave Castro and is like being that dick. And like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't hate Dave. And you know, he didn't, he didn't give me a heads up on any of it, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, given that he kind of like threw me under the bus in like five posts in a row. So <laughs> um, a lot of people thought I was in on it right off the bat, which I wasn't, but um, you know, I, I understood what it was and I get it. And I'm not like, I don't have hard feelings with Dave. Like I don't care. Um, it did if, if for at first it kind of, it, I didn't really, it didn't even barely register. And then after a couple, I was like, is Dave like trying to get under my skin here? Or, like make me like backpedal or like, does, how, what does he think is going to happen here? Like, I'm clearly not going to do that. I'm just not the kind of guy that's going to do that. Uh, and I also still stand by all the things that I said. And I think that if I could have a conversation with anybody, I could at least convince them why I feel the way that I feel. But it was, uh, so it was funny. And then, you know, after a few, I started making my own little, like, uh, Dave Castro, like memes and things like that. And it was just like, I was trying to just have some fun with it. And same as Dave was doing, just like generate bit, like eyes on that film and whatever, like use our platform to generate some buzz. Um, the only thing that was annoying about it was some of the, was just like rehashing some of the things that happened. Like it was like eight months ago. Right. Like, I don't care. Like we're over it. Like I've competed three times since then uh, and done very well. And it was just like, I, I don't really care about the like sled event anymore. Like I could, I could give a shit, but then all of a sudden everyone's like, Whoa, like complaining about the sled, like as if I was just complaining about it. And I was like, dude, I could, like, yeah, I complained about it for like an hour, eight months ago. And like, I haven't, talked about it since but like then all of a sudden everyone's bringing it back up right and it's just like giving everything a second life like and like we don't i don't know like none of us wanted to talk about that again right like matt and brent and i like we're like like we were just itching to like have another chance to rehash the 2019 games we're like dude like we're way over it and we're trying to look forward to the next season and it just so that i feel like that kind of regressed us to a certain degree but um i don't know it's just like that's it's also just the position you get put in. Like that's, that's showbiz. I was talking to some people about it before. And like, that's what it is, is, you know, sometimes you, you come off exactly how you want and things can be better. And sometimes you wish you could go back and do things differently. And you're not exactly the guy in the driver's seat when they're doing those things. So uh, you just got to be able to deal with it <laughs> and sometimes take one on the chin and just keep moving forward. And people are going to say what they're going to say. And I don't know. I, I like to troll those comment sections sometimes, but it's uh it's an ugly place to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but you're, you're really good at trolling the comment section though. You're skilled. I, at uh, it. Yeah. Try to not get too much skin in the game. Just make a comment in there. That's like, yeah, I saw it. I'm not taking this too seriously. Like everybody relax. <laughs> and like, and then just get out. Yeah. Well, I didn't think you came off as a complainer for whatever that's, whatever that's worth. I, I thought the whole thing was interesting. Like just as a, like kind of a casual observer of this. Cause I, I didn't, I tried not to get invested in it. Like people were like begging me, like, you gotta, you know, create some memes on this, like do something on the whole fight. I'm like, it's not a fight. Like this is David, you know, defending his programming. And I get that, 
Yeah, you know? and I agree. He's defending his work, which I totally understand. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I wouldn't ever expect him to do anything otherwise. Like the fact that he's, in fact, in my opinion, the fact that he was defending it <clears throat> so harshly is, it means that he cares a lot, and it means that probably some things that were said really registered, and he he knows that, and he's probably gonna he's probably fixing things or trying to make sure that those don't happen again or whatever. Like, I'm sure he's not trying to put a bad product out, right? Like it's just, that's not how these things go. And like, that's not how you make a, a, a good reputation for a competition over the long term. So no, I agree with you. I think that it was exactly that. It's just like, everybody's kind of trying to have their voice heard and defend themselves. And yeah. anyway, it's a bit um, annoying when it's like, who can talk loudest. Fine. Yeah. yeah. That was, that's fine. And that's like the, that's like the world we live in now, right? With social media, like I'm only here for the comments and to read the comments anyway. Like you said your piece in the heat of the moment, might I add, like when you were really feeling it at games, which I think people need to take into account and your opinion is incredibly valid. And he programmed, I don't think he has thin skin or or whatever. I think that he has every right to say, you know, defend his position and say what he wants to say too. And then like, we just live in the social media world. When I saw it, I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, these guys are like throwing jabs at each other, but they just like, they just have differing opinions and it is what it is. And I think like Instagram blew it up. It's kind of funny. I sometimes feel like, you know, like say for like Dave and I, like uh, I, we've spoken DMs for a little bit too, like here and there. And like, I I don't think either of us was that invested in it or cared that much. Right. (laughs) But then you watch how things spin out of control and like all of a sudden you get people like yelling at each other and you're like, holy shit, these guys care a lot more than we do. And I was like, all right, well, fuck, like, all right, I don't know how to deal with this. (laughs) And you want to like tell people to just relax. Like, That's hey, what I mean. It's like it's everyone's cool. got their opinion and it is what it is. And I'm, I'm interested in what you have to say. I'm interested in what he has yeah. to say and what other athletes have to say and what other professionals on the CrossFit side have to say. And, and okay, cool. What's the next thing we're talking about? Like, yeah, it's kind of funny. Uh, that's why comments are just a hilarious place to be though. It's like, look, I, I know Dave, Dave knows me. You don't know either of us. <laughs> like, what are you freaking out about? Yeah, seriously. What? <laughs> That's the really funny part. The fans are the ones that just, you know, they get so invested in you oh, guys individually. Completely. And then they're, you know, they start doing the math on, well, if, if he hadn't stepped on this line, he would have finished eighth. And then after he finished eighth, he would have moved up to fourth. And they start giving all the little intimate details of every yeah. workout. And I'm like, Jesus, just let it go. Like this was a yeah. season ago. Like let's this move on. Thing, yeah. But it, but it didn't happen that way and it's over and like, whatever. Yeah. So what are we going to do? Like, and then guess what? And then I won the open. Right. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like I and then yeah, I went to Dubai, came second. Went to Guadalupe, came first. Like the the year has rolled on. Like the, everything's fine. We're okay. You know, like the guys, like the people who have got who got caught saying like had a tough games. You know, they've snapped back very well. Everybody's mm-hmm. doing all right. You know, like Cole had a top ten open. Brent won Dubai. Cole and I tied for first at Guadalupe. Like we're doing all right. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's cool. I appreciate everybody caring so much. Yeah, uh, it is. It's, it's very sweet. <laughs> But like, we're good. We're all right. We're doing to be all right. They care about your performance at games. They care about your weird twitchy bicep. They just care <laughs> yeah. about you, man. Yeah. They just no, it's, care. It's sweet. It's nice. But uh, <laughs> well, well, I'm okay. At the end of the day, don't lose sleep over it. Because I certainly advice. won't. <laughs> well, the, the last series of questions I got a bunch on uh, was where, where are you standing with your career? Chiropractic? Like what's next in that field? Uh, well, I, like, I was working uh, prior to lockdown. Um, so I finished school in June and, uh, before the games in 2019. And then, uh, I didn't start working till like just after the new year, I kind of took some time, especially cause we were going to be, I traveled a bunch in the, 
started the off season and then I was in Dubai and uh, I just was going to be away too much for it to make sense. But as soon as we got back from New Year's, I started working at a clinic on the island called Island Optimal Health and Performance. And then, yeah, we shut down like a month ago, I want to say. Um, it's like, I mean, like, it's like any other, a lot of, a lot of manual therapy professions is just like your, your high contact, right? It's high risk. Right. So there's now starting to be some talk about, uh, you know, phasing in certain businesses back as, as a provincial plan. So I think we're kind of in talks of being like mid to late May um, with a bunch of additional safety precautions and limitations and things like that. But yeah, I've been working for a little while now, which is nice. I mean, it was nice and it was nice to get moving and start doing that and build some momentum. And then, um, I mean, the whole shutdown kind of has spoiled that. So yeah. I've been trying to keep a little bit of the educational content rolling in my days off. Um, I had like a bunch of, I, I got a bunch of, um, like seminar series lectures, because a lot of people are actually giving their content out for free for, for certain professions, just because nobody can go to conferences right now. So it's been really great. Or they're giving really cheap uh, online access to just like basically huge libraries of information. So uh, I've kind of been trying to take advantage of that and then do, you know, do a little bit of head learning once a day and then do a little bit of training every day. And that way, and at then least do a like, little bit of puzzles and you're all yeah. set. There's, and there's 24 hours, right? Yeah, right exactly. In there. So yeah, just try not to come back and be totally brain dead, right? Because um, yeah. we're going to come back soon. And I'm not like I'm not working full full time. I'm just doing a few days a week for kind of like five hour shifts. So it's good. It's just enough to kind of keep your hands moving and keep your brain working and um, make sure that I don't kind of lose or waste that education that I just got like for the last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of yeah, it's just a strategy to make sure I'm sort of keeping myself, uh, myself busy because at some point my body's going to wear out and I won't be able to just do the fitness indefinitely. Yeah. I, I'm surprised they didn't consider you guys. That's an essential business still like here, the, all the local chiropractors are still working. Like, you know, they just treated uh, yeah. them like, it's like province. You see, that's kind of a hot, that's kind of a contentious topic. I would say, because it's, you shouldn't be essential service. Like the argument that they will make is you make, uh, you could see like emergency patients and you seeing patients is going to keep people from going to the hospital. Um, but that's just not what the hospitals have seen. Like, like even locally here, since they've reduced flow through the hospital and kind of prepared things at the hospital to handle a bunch of COVID patients, every single wing of the hospital pretty much is operating at less capacity than normal. Like the emergency department's operating at like 50%. Because when people are on quarantine, like they're just, they aren't going in for anything. They're going in for only serious things. And so the, uh, do we see emergency patients like as a physiotherapist or a chiropractor, like, are you dealing with emergencies? No. If you have an emergency that comes into your office, you send it to the hospital. Um, so if, if you're closed and those people are just going directly to the hospital, that's great. Like we're doing some telehealth stuff where I mean, I've, I've been keeping in contact with certain patients who were either, like in an acute stage who maybe needed more work at the time. So I've been able to give them homework or get updates on what their condition is. I would argue that we're definitely not an essential service uh, just because of that. So the, the main argument is that you would reduce flow to the hospital, but the hospital right now where we are is, is, more than equipped to deal with a bunch more volume. And so th- what they've seen is those people are just staying home. Uh, they're, they're not going to the hospital. Uh, so <clears throat> anyway, 
it is, it's kind of contentious because I think that the people who are staying open probably shouldn't be because what are we doing? Like you're, you're touching people, like right. people are laying on the tables, they're sweating. Um, you're working around people's faces like you're doing and you can, you can sanitize till you're blue in the face, but it's, there's still a risk. Somebody touches the underside of the table, wipes their face, touches the bottom of the table. Like it's really hard to get everything. So I think it's just like, it's better safe than sorry. At the end of the day, if an outbreak happened and it got traced back to your clinic, pretty hard on your business reputation. Um, and I think that as a, a profession that should be focused on keeping people healthy and, and sort of focusing on the patient first as a priority, what, like, what's the balance? Is it like, what's the best, if, if the government and every health organization, their recommendation is to like, stay home, create distance, quarantine yourself. Who are we to be like, like the best thing you could do as a community leader and a health leader is tell people to follow the instructions being given by the world health organization, like cite the CDC, like just repeat that stuff until you like, you run out of breath. And then like, that's, that's what we should be doing is supporting the things that are already being done uh, in that way. And then, you know, when it's safe to, yeah, of course, implement like a a little bit of a return to work kind of protocol. But um, yeah, I just, yeah, I don't think that it, it really needs to be based on kind of what we've seen. Well, between the table and the touching and the sanitizing, your job sounds a lot like porn. I'm just saying. <laughs> a lot like porn. Just kind of there. Yeah. Well, as long as we know you have a career after CrossFit. So <laughs> that's great. That's right. One or the other. Oh. But yeah. So anyway, that's kind of always been the thing is kind of keep doors open for when, uh, when I just, can't do it anymore. <laughs> I'm like that day where I just get in, walk into the gym and I get on the assault bike and I just go, you know what? Nah. See, see Nikki, I don't have to give the dad speech here. No, this you great. don't. It's, it's, he's very smart. He's very, I, smart what's, what's the dad speech? Oh, dude, just, I've been giving tons of dad speeches to all these young athletes that have zero plan past doing thrusters. Like they have no oh, idea. Like all these gyms that are going to go out of business and nobody has a 401k and any money in savings. And it's just it like, Oh, that's all I've been doing with my CrossFit money, paying off student debt and then building investments. Good for you. That's the way to do that's it. All we do. And then building like a career for later. Yep. <clears throat> you know, I'm I like, I'm a play it safe kind of guy. We, we joke about it all the time that my, uh, my partner and I are very like this whole CrossFit thing has been kind of this jaunt, this side journey, but we've always been like the, you know, you get the education you do the, you get a stable job. You like, we do like take the steps to build stability. Um, and I have a huge respect for people who, you know, for everyone who says like, yeah, really follow your dreams, follow your passion. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people who really kind of jump out and do that. Um, and like walk out on a cliff to do it. Um, and like, we're not those people. Like I, I think I really value stability yeah. and, I, and I like having that safety net and it's something that is very meaningful to me. And so I, I worked really hard for a long time to be able to like, you know, compete and still do school and build myself that safety net. And like, it was hard. And I, but I, I did that and I like, I absolutely am going to use it at some point. And I think it's the smartest thing I could have done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just like, we're very, I would say we're pretty like risk averse type people. <laughs> we just... Yeah, we like we, That's fine. we laugh Embrace about it. We're, like, it. Like, That's hey, who you we're, are. we're pretty boring in vanilla, but like, you know, we're stable. And that's fine. <laughs> Good. Good. People well, like vanilla. Yeah. Ten years from now, when the buttery bros are doing their documentary, where are they now? You, you, won't, you won't be the one living in a cardboard box. So <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to think so anyway. Perfect. We'll see how COVID treats everybody, but yeah. Yeah, well, fingers the crossed. The economy is in shambles. We're all gonna be in boxes. True. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> 
we'll see how many more weeks this thing lasts. Um, fingers crossed we're getting out of these houses soon. But yeah, I mean, hopefully things start to, you know, you get the slow rollout and more businesses start to open right, and you just right. get like a little bit more of the turnout. But um, yeah, you know, I think that there's going to be, I bet you there's some sort of limitations for like many months through the summer, I bet. Yeah. Uh, like I said, like my, my wedding got canceled today. Uh, I was had set to be married in on August 15th and that got canceled. The venue canceled it today. Um, a lot of big, you know, there's big outdoor festivals in July and August around uh, in like Alberta, places like that. And the government's canceled all that stuff saying like, Hey, it's not going to happen. So they're all kind of saying big, large group gatherings are not happening until end of August or into September. So, you know, and that's, I mean, businesses could certainly be open and operating, but it's just like those big, big gatherings, right? Like there's still just going to be some of those limitations. And hopefully as we kind of things develop so day by day with this stuff that like, Hopefully, as we learn a little more and we get a little better and a little smarter, um, that that those timelines change. It would be amazing. But yeah, I think you're better off to expect the worst and hope for the best. Uh, and then, yeah, you'll be you'll you won't be disappointed anyway. That's a very risk averse statement to make. <laughs> hey, right. <laughs> so you know things like that. Like I don't know for the all the hollering about the games and aromas, like. You know, I, I I wouldn't personally, I'm not expecting it to run. If it runs, awesome. If it does run, it's going to be very interesting to see how many athletes can go, how many yeah. athletes the venue can handle. Like they might have to do an online thing to cut it beforehand. Yeah. The, or the, like the even what's that big, right? What's the state allowing? Because then, you know, down here yeah. it's state by state. Like what exactly you might be. And California is fairly conservative on that stuff as far right. as I understand. So, so I think that, you know, there's, there's just, you know, there's a lot of dominoes that need to fall. Yeah. And, and CrossFit doesn't control any of them. Right. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so with you. It's, it's like, definitely a wait and see. I mean, I hope, I hope it happens. Oh, 100%. I, hope, I hope they need sideline interviews, but like at, at the end of the day, it's, it's so very much a wait and see game still. So yeah. it's fun to speculate, but I'm very curious as to how yeah. it's really going to shake. And out. all that stuff for me, like, you know, it's, it really sucks. Like the wedding thing, like the games, yeah. like the state of everything right now, but I'm trying to my I'm trying really hard to look at it as like this isn't like it's not about us it's not about like the CrossFit world like this is a very it's not a time to be selfish like this is a global thing right it's much right. bigger than than what's going on if CrossFit or what's going on in my world like it's so if at the end of the day my canceled wedding keeps like one more person alive like all right I can I can sleep on that like I yeah. can deal with that and I'll and an inconvenience is just that it's not the end of the world um, and I, I can, I can manage that. So if, if things, you know, if the 2020 season kind of is a wrap, I had a pretty good 2020 season. Totally. <laughs> you like, definitely that's, did. That's okay. And then, you know, we'll start moving into 2021 and try to ride that into the next year. And, Hell yeah. and you know, it's, I, I don't think, like I said, I can hope for, for much more than that, but at the end of the day, if that's what it is, like I, I have to accept it and it's okay. Like it's not, uh, it's not the end of the world, so we'll be fine. And then I'll be like, yeah, I'll be 30 into the next year and, you know, on my way out. <clears throat> That's right. <laughs> Calling it. That's it. The, gold, the golden years, yeah. Mm. Really? You just call 30 the golden years? <laughs> in, in CrossFit? Yeah, I think it's oh, getting Well, there. maybe. Maybe. Just, um, I, and I, the individuals? I, the shoes I'm wearing right now are 30, so that, <laughs> that, that works out for me. Fair, I, I, I do think the one of the added i don't know if it's a benefit necessarily but like as a fan of the sport 
and have an opportunity to watch you guys work out. Like I love going to the comps. I love seeing that, but it's been really fun for me during this to get to know all you guys better as people than just athletes. Like, you know, not just conversations like this, but like seeing what other people are posting and, you know, it's becoming more intimate, you know, and it's, um, I think, I hope that the people that are fans of the sport are starting to learn what you guys are as people, not just the athletes that they follow. And, you know, I think that'll help the sport continue to grow, but we'll see, you know, we're also full of meatheads. So there's, yeah, at the end of the day, I, all I do is I do up downs real fast. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Faster, faster than the rest of us. Yeah. So, but it's true. Yeah. I I think that the, you're right about that. And I think that people are right now consuming an unprecedented level of, so, you know, athletes are kind of trying to take part in that. And I, and I think to a certain degree, you know, like we're bored like everybody else. Right. And we just happen to have a slightly bigger platform. Yeah. (laughs) So, so when people are posting their, whatever they're doing in their kitchens or their living rooms, like it's just, you know, yeah, you might be sharing a little bit more of yourself than we typically do when it's more, you know, training and, sponsors and whatever um because yeah like i said we're, we're bored like everybody else yeah. uh which is cool it's unifying absolutely yeah. right everybody's like oh fuck like he's he's bored he's watching uh lion or what is it tiger king he's tiger watching king. tiger king too. Yes. so good so good <laughs> so everybody yeah, i think that you're right there's uh it might give people a chance to relate a little more to the athletes and um yeah and hopefully people still continue to do it and it might give people a chance to get to know the people they don't know um, you know, someone like, like me, even, I think that I've had a, a high level of exposure in the last few years. Um, and you know, it, it, people have heard my stories. <laughs> so it's like, it's to a certain degree, it's, it's like a little bit getting old. Like people are like, all right, sure. Uh, I got to come up with some new material, <laughs> but there's a lot of athletes who don't, I don't have that. People will know that well, uh, especially now in the area era of the national champions and yeah. things like, so I know, I think there's a couple platforms that had been doing highlighting some national champions and you know yeah, i think it's like there's a fun chance to follow some people and people are just creative and fun you know there's some athletes who have youtube channels who are spinning out some fun content totally because they just like they can't do crossfit content anymore because nobody's doing a lot of crossfit mm-hmm. um so anyway you're right we're starting to see people's hobbies and their dark sides totally that's my favorite part ah, yes. i agree right that's what's fun <laughs> about people apparently the canadian dark side is puzzles that's what we've learned oh man that's right. Yeah, it's, you just wait. You should have seen the fo- the level of focus that was going on in there. You'd have been like, "Yeah, that guy's a little off." Yeah, <laughs> something tells me <laughs> that guy. Yeah, I don't know. He's a bit of a psychopath, maybe. <laughs> there you go. Well, Pat, this has been oh, fun, man. We appreciate yeah, you being on. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. I hope you guys are doing well, staying healthy and safe, and totally. You know, keep your quarantine buddies close. Well, Nikki's going to put on the sourdough 15 and yep. I'm just going to be on the C2 bike all the time. So that's what we have you're, coming you're gonna, up. You're so. going to take off the 15. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Well, how's your, again. how's your dad doing, uh, John? Oh, oh my God. He's so ridiculous. Still crushing it? He's so ridiculous. He sends me this text today. Just as like, he just randomly texts me. I haven't talked to the guy in two weeks. He sends me a text and all it says is evidently the gym's been closed too long. I needed gas for my lawnmower, and when I stopped at the gas pump, a man pulled up with loud rap music playing. Before I realized what I was doing, I'd done 10 burpees thinking he was going to get on me for not moving fast enough. <laughs> like, just an out of the blue. Like he's just, What? He's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's uh, working out at so home. Fun. My mom sends me a picture. They've got, you know, he's, he's got like a yoga mat down and a 
kettlebell and a ab mat and he's doing workouts in the living room and he's dropped like 40 pounds. It's, it's absolutely wow, good for him. Yeah. But, and he, he feels great. He's moving better. His knee pain's gone. Like, you know, it's not shocking to the rest of us, but he's like, my knees are better. And I'm like, yeah, you dropped 40 pounds. Like it's a lot yeah, of pressure right. your knees walking around all the time. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, good for uh, him, and I, I think everybody kind of can relate with that. Like, it, it, we can't wait to get back into like a class setting or a group setting where like there's just some people around. Yeah, and, I mean, Michelle's very supportive, but like when I'm working out in the living room and she's kind of like knitting on the couch, it's just like <laughs> it's not exactly the same vibe. Same vibe. Yeah. So right. she said the same thing. You know, like it's a little hard to motivate <clears throat> herself to do like a a workout. Just like she comes home from work and she's got to do it in the living room or, or outside. Whereas, you know, it's easy to walk into the gym and just like shut your brain off for an hour and yeah. have the group around and everybody kind of lift each other up. So I think that, yeah, people are anxiously waiting for that. He's definitely not alone uh, in that feeling. Yeah. But, he's but that's great. good for him. Yeah. Wicked. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you asking. I know he's, uh, he's still loving it and hopefully he uh, can get back in there soon so he can get back to the, back to his group. He's like the mayor of CrossFit in Tupelo. So nice. Yep. All right, Good stuff. this has been fon guys. We appreciate it <laughs> yeah. and I uh, hope we got all the questions answered for everybody listening. If we didn't, we'll get them next time and uh, for everyone that tuned in, thank you. We'll talk to you guys soon.